Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we've just moved through a powerful full moon in Virgo, the last full moon of winter, a time of deep cleansing and preparation for the season ahead. We also have had some powerful transits with Saturn in Pisces, Mercury in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces, and soon Jupiter too. This energy will bring personal opportunities to reorganize and restructure many parts of your life. Saturn rules structure and order. It also rules karma. It's a time to look at the lessons that you've been moving through, notice the energy that you're putting out there. All the more reason to clean up all of this old energy so that you can break free to choose what you want to do with your time, energy, and resources. Your choices can create a ripple effect all around you. So much direct motion is coming in that this will allow you to propel yourself forward and direct on your path. Are you ready for spring? Right now is a time to shed the old layers, conditioned patterns that tell you you're not good enough, perfect enough, worthy enough. These are energy drains. It's a chance to free yourself from the weight of perfectionism and transform every lesson into powerful ways in which to help you evolve. Old habits, saying yes to everything, people pleasing are forms of energy drains. It's a way that you self-sabotage, allowing fear to come in even when you really want to make changes. We all do it. We create energy drains which give our power away and then we wonder what happened. Does this sound like you? If so, you're just the person for my next master class where I'll be talking about these energy drains, the saboteur, the people pleaser, the martyr, attracting narcissistic people into your life, and what you can do to stop the drains and monetize your energy for your dreams to come forward. Learning tools and techniques on how to hold energetic boundaries will shift your energy. You will begin to notice how you can stand up for yourself, say no and feel good about it, Pull your energy into you instead of giving, giving, giving it all out there. This masterclass will be an intimate group of people, sensitive souls, empathics, and intuitives willing to open up and make some shifts. Click on the link in the show notes to get the information and sign up. I wanted to give a shout out to Mercedes Lockick, a listener of the show from New York. Thank you, Mercedes, for reaching out in appreciation of last week's episode with Sterling Moon. Glad you loved the episode. I love hearing from my listeners and looking for more ways to engage with you. So thank you, Mercedes. And if you would like a shout out on the show, let me hear from you. 
In today's episode, I speak with an amazing musician and sound healer, Ashana, about her new book, Crystal Singing Bowls, the angelic sound of healing, relaxation, and spiritual awakening. I'm actually a little starstruck, to be quite honest. I have been listening to Ashana's music for years. In this interview, we talk about sound, music, all things crystal bowls, how to choose them, play them, the healing they create, the benefits. We talk about the chakras and the amazing power of intention that you can create through sound healing. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing that breath up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way back down, slowing down, centering. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy back into you, call in your spirit. Feel that alignment right on top of the physical body. Take another deep breath, inhaling up the body. And as you exhale, coming right into the heart, right into the deepest part of your heart, feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit, source, creator. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved, feeling all this energy coming around you to support you. As we take a moment, notice, notice where you are on this great wheel of life. As we come to this transition of seasons, notice your path. Notice what intentions you want to bring forward. As I teach in the medicine wheel, we find ourselves right now in the direction of the north. We call in our ancestors, the wisdom. We bring our dreams forward calling in to the north, the east, the south, and the west, above you, below you, right into the very center, dropping deep into your heart. Allow those intentions to come forward for you. See them, hear them, feel them, know them. And allow those elevated emotions to radiate out all around you, setting your energy out there, Taking another deep inhale and exhale, focusing the third eye, grounding your energy. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back.
My guest today, Ashana, is an international artist and student of yoga and mantra for most of her life. Ashana has led two worldwide online group yoga meditation experiences, touching the lives of over 20,000 people in more than 50 countries across the globe. Ashana is passionate about nurturing the creative process to bring through just the right words, sound, melody, feeling, and expression. Her musical calling came in an early age as a young girl growing up in the Bronx in New York City. She began singing in churches and as time went on, synagogues, temples, sweat lodges, and at sacred sites. Classically trained, she spent many years exploring a wide variety of musical genres, including jazz, pop, gospel, musical theater, and children's music. From ancient to contemporary, she immersed herself in early music, graduating with a degree in vocal studies from the prestigious Manus College of Music in New York City. She discovered yoga, chanting, and mantra in the early 1980s and has been a devoted student of Sanskrit mantra and meditation practices. For over 20 years, she has been on a deeply personal journey studying and exploring sound healing and the voice. During this period, she began working with quartz crystal singing bowls, instruments that are often used in contemplative practices to support healing, balance, and well-being. Bringing these extraordinary sounds into music and the lives of others was Ashana Reflects, My Destiny. Performer, recording artist, and sound healing and teacher, Ashana tours the world with her concerts, workshops, retreats, and crystalline sound healing. She makes her home near Sedona, Arizona with her husband, native Hawaiian healer, James Karania, and her magnificent family of crystal singing bowls. Her book, Crystal Singing Bowls, The Angelic Sounds of Healing, Relaxation, and Spiritual Awakening has just been released and is the subject of our interview today. So let us welcome Ashana to the show. Welcome. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. As I said before we even hit record, I'm just starstruck to have you here. I've been listening to your music for so many years, really. I just, I love it. It's so perfect. And remember the first time I ever heard any of your songs and love it. Your voice is just so empowering. And now with the singing bowls, how wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. I just am so excited. And your new book, Crystal Singing Bowls, The Angelic Sound of Healing, Relaxation, and Spiritual Awakening. How exciting. I know. I'm so stoked. I'm so, so proud of this, this um, creation. Uh, you know, it was, it was actually, it's really interesting. I was, I've been saying to friends, this was some of the hardest uh, labor intensive work that I've ever done. All the music that I've ever recorded just pales in comparison to the energy and the time and the effort that it came, that went into birthing this, I will tell you that. And when it when she arrived, and there she is, you know, when she arrived, and uh, I pulled it out of the box, the, the first copy, I absolutely, I broke down sobbing. I thought I had never seen anything so beautiful. And um, it was it was so beyond, it is so beyond anything that I imagined. We just kept putting one foot in front of the other and, and being led by spirit, uh, very, very much led by spirit because I was one of those real resistant, <laughs> resistant people for writing a book. <laughs> 
So this is a miracle child. <laughs> well, it is exactly what you described. The, the, the photographs, the color, the quote, no. the information. It is so thorough. I and I really love it. I've been playing this, the bowls, gosh, for about 20 years now. I really have. And there really wasn't a lot of information around. And I was lucky to have some classes. I lived in New York City, some classes around that and some teachers that really helped me. And Really just like noticing that relationship that I had with the bowls, the relationship of the sound in the room and how much it was really helping me. And that was one of the things I love so much from the first time I heard the bowls. And I always love the idea, like every time you strike a crystal ball, like little baby rainbows from the courts are released into the air. I really <laughs> love that idea. And I just kind of, yeah, keep thinking about that as well. Yeah. So how long did it take you to write the book? Well, it was, it's an interesting little story because uh, I, I only was, I was inspired to write uh, an, a little ebook. And I had had, you know, one of my business coaches and mentors, she had said to me, you know, several years ago, she goes, Shauna, you're going to write a book. You're going to write the book on crystal singing bowls. And I was like going, no, 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 no. Somebody else is going to do this. It's, it's certainly not me. But I, I had this idea. It was a couple of years ago. I thought, oh, well, all right, I'll put a little ebook out with a, with a couple of tips. You know, I just wanted to give some of the people that you know, people purchase bowls from me. I have a I have a program called Crystal Bowl Mastery. People study with me. People are always wanting, you know, information, inspiration, some support. So I said, all right, I'll put together a little ebook. <laughs> so I started writing this little ebook, and then it didn't stop. Because when I started putting, you know, all the things that I wanted to write about, I was like, oh my God, you know, I have 30 chapters and, and how are we going to do this? So the divine had a plan. I'm, this is exactly what happened because I'm, I have many, many projects. I have a whole bunch of new music that's getting to re be released this year. And all of this was on my plate. And and so what happened was, is that not this past winter, but the winter prior in November, what is that, November 2021, I had sciatica. Now, I've never had sciatica in my life. And I didn't just get a little sciatica. I had like full-blown sciatica for three months. And I basically spent three months on the couch. And in those three months, I wrote this book <laughs> because there was nothing else I could do. Spirit had a plan. So, you were absolutely right. Spirit had a plan. And, if, and as soon as I had like the, you know, the, the, you know, the big outline done and the first draft done, um, the, I found exactly the right practitioner. And in three treatments, the sciatica was gone. I mean, seriously, it was, it was like it. that simple. And I was doing everything. I, I had people coming over. I had praying on me. I had people doing music healing on me. I had, I had acupuncture. I had massage treatment. Nothing touched it. But when the book was done, the sciatica was gone. So we went from that. And then my, my wonderful, wonderful assistant, uh, she came up with the fundamental design of it, and then we found an amazing, um, an amazing book designer, and he took everything and started putting it together. So the whole project really took eighteen months to two years from the time it was just 
you know, just a baby dream into, into its, its full blown experience now. So, yeah. So took me by surprise. And I see it in your hands. And meanwhile, I have the Kindle. I'm like, I got to get the hard copy. No, you got to get the hard copy. <laughs> I got to get the hard copy. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Again, the illustrations so and all that you include. And and it's for the novice or for those like even like myself that have been playing. There's so much information in there. And you really, you really shine light on a lot of truths. I know sometimes people just come around and they just start banging the bowls and they go, oh, I can play the bowls. And the next, thing you know, they're offering a, a class and like, I really, know. you know, and I've been I know. sometimes when it's been like, oh my gosh, I mean, how do you respond to that? I know you talk about that in the book. Well, I want to respond from my heart because one of the things that I, I have been so on a soapbox for, for years, and I have seen it repeatedly for many, many, many years, is that people take a class, people take a weekend workshop, um, maybe they've been playing bowls for about a year, and all of a sudden they're announcing that they're crystal bowl masters or they're crystal bowl sound healers. And I, I will tell you that for decades, I resisted and I've been playing crystal singing bowl since 1999. So 1998, 99. So about now, almost close to 25 years, right? 23, mm. 20, something like that. And people would say, oh, Sean is a bowl master. And I would go, oh my God, are you kidding? Because to me, mastery just is like a lifetime process. And I have seen and experienced myself, you know, when I first started, I got my first crystal singing bowl. Three weeks later, I had seven. And I spent two to three years just donating my time, my energy, doing gratis, public. We didn't even call them sound baths then. They were just sound experiences for people. I never charged a penny for it. Um, my spiritual coach and mentor at that time said, you absolutely do not charge any money for this in this moment because you need to understand and learn what you're doing. And I will tell you, I felt that it took me years to understand what I was doing. And even now, and I've been playing as long as I'm playing, I'm constantly learning. The bulls are constantly teaching me. I, I seek understanding and wisdom from others that are, that are experts in the sound healing community, in the spiritual community, because everything feeds what you play. But to be able to play with a level of sensitivity and deep, deep, deep listening takes time. And when I see people, you know, taking a class or a certification and then throwing up a shingle on, on the sidewalk and saying, come to me, I'm a sound healer, I'm, I'm nervous to be nice about it because I think it takes time, attention, energy, presence, grounding, awareness. These instruments are so profound and they are what we would call Shiva medicine. And they are not to be taken lightly. They are to be absorbed, learned. Uh, there's a sense of internal awareness and understanding when you play. I tell all of my students, uh, 
than when people first get their bowls. I say, please, don't play them for anybody else for three to six months. Please, just establish your relationship with these instruments and tune in on that level. Because unless you have that stabilized relationship with the bowls, you cannot give that to somebody else. You'll be treating them just like objects and doing what I will call banging and clanging. And, and that is not healing sound. That is, and I'm not saying it's true for everybody. I'm sure there are amazing people out there or people with very gifted levels of sensitivity that can come and see a bowl for the first time and tap a bowl and it's exquisite. At the same time, when you give yourself the time to to grow and be in relationship, when you give yourself that time for deep listening, when you give yourself time for diving in to sound and vibrational healing on a much, much deeper level than just information and a little bit of technique. That is not what the bowls are all about. The bowls are such, there's a big picture of playing crystal singing bowls. And I think this is not being taught. I think it's not understood by a lot of people that are playing. And so one of the the things that, I, one of the reasons that I wrote this book, my mission many, many years ago, I, I felt this mission and it was, I wanted to be able to reach all the bowl players in the world just to give them a little bit of what I have learned and to be able to help them stabilize inside that relationship with the crystal singing bowls as living consciousness, but also to establish that relationship that they have with their own bowls so that they can play from a deeper, more consciously aware place inside of themselves. And then when you start adding all of the other pieces, like the technical skills and the awareness, uh, the musicianship skills that are and should be part of any crystal bowl player's, you know, little toolkit, um, then you can make a deeper and deeper, greater and greater impact on the people that you play for. Yeah, I so agree. I mean, I think first and foremost, like you said, it is with yourself first. Yes. Because once you start to experience that and feel how it comes into you and feel how it goes back out, because there is this resonance Mm -hmm. that starts to happen between the bowls, first and foremost, yourself, but then you bring people into it. And the way the people respond, there's all of these waves going around. And so having the ability to be able to tune into that is so critical. And if you don't take the time for yourself, like how are you going to know how it is for somebody else? I think it's always important that we start with ourselves, that we learn how to have that connection. And yeah, when you're in a big room with people and stuff, there is, there's so much going on and that sensitivity is so important. So thank you. Thank you for that mission. I, I agree with you on that because I don't think we can just go around banging it. You know, and something else you talked about in the book was clearing up some of the ideas of like each chakra has a note. So let's just play it that way. And I think that's really important too. Like, no, I mean, even I know I work a lot with color and it's not necessarily how we work with color either. Like, let's listen to what's going on. So talk a little bit about that and addressing the the chakras and the tones and how you work with that. I call it a crystal bowl myth, M-Y-T-H. It's a, it, it seems like it's a crystal bowl myth and it came, it came out of it came out of i don't even know where it came out of but there 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 was this this idea that every note uh uh had 
a corresponding chakra. And this is a, a wonderful way to offer people a set of bowls based on the Western musical scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B. And then we say, oh, the root, uh, the root chakra is C, and then the sacral is D, and then the solar plexus is E, the heart is F, the throat is G, the, the pineal gland is A, and then the pituitary gland, the crown chakra would be B. And it's never sat right with me. It just never made sense to me. And I, I saw in some books, I, I saw this myth repeated over and over and over again. The corresponding note for the chakras in musical notes is C, D, E, F, G, A, B, coming up root to crown. And so I went to a, uh, a, a very renowned Sanskrit scholar. And I said, is this true? I asked him. I said, can you please tell me? I said, because this doesn't feel right. And I had been studying with, with him for, you know, a number of years. And we had a conversation about this once. And he said, Ashana, there, there is no reference anywhere in the Ayurvedic system that applies a note and corresponds it to a chakra. It doesn't exist. And it's, it's nowhere in the Vedic scriptures. And so this idea of this corresponding note, I think, came applying the elements. You know, originally, originally in the in the chakras, uh, it was it was an elemental system. And mm. if you look at, you know, if you look mm. at an understanding of the chakras and the history of the chakras, uh, there never was really seven. I mean, it started out as six, and then some systems had 10, and then some systems have 14, some have 12. You know, it's this wide, varied awareness that, that, that different teachers and revered mystics and, and masters came and brought in, and they, and they applied them accordingly. Uh, anyway, you'd be better served by speaking to somebody who was an expert on chakras and, and I am not that person. But, but this idea of, of correlating a note to a chakra, I feel was a misunderstanding at best. And I have to be really careful when I say this, but you know, it's, it's a great way to sell a set of bowls. Okay. And it is, it is. It is. I, it is. I mean, you, you know, and I look at that and I, and I got it and I got to go, do we really need to do that? And, you know, I, I've been putting bowls in people's hands for many, 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 I mean, I'm two decades now. And when I work with people with a set of bowls, I, I Ooh. don't do that. You know, you don't need seven balls. Oh my God. Probably the people that I work with are like, oh, Ashana. You know, but I'm like, but that's the truth. You don't. You know, you need bowls that are harmonically balanced and that feel in resonance with you. And then, and that can be such a simple starting place when we start from harmonics we start from we start from a beautiful intervals i love like for example we were talking before we started this we were talking about dr john bolia who Amazing. is a pioneer in sound healing and an incredible teacher and he 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 works primarily with tuning forks and he starts people with c and g the perfect 
fifth, the interval and in music of a perfect fifth. Root and fifth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have it right here, actually. That's actually a fourth. Um, I, <laughs> I gotcha. Bowl, yeah. Play I love, he taught me the fifth. Yeah. He taught me the fifth <laughs> through, the, through the tuning forks. Yeah. But, but that interval, but when you take bowls and you put octave and a fifth inside of it, you have one of the most powerful, beautiful, exquisite intervals for healing that you can possibly have anywhere. And uh, when people come to me and they start out with, with bowls for me, this is where I, I lead them. And they're like, sometimes people come to me and say, well, do I need seven? And I say, no, you know, you don't need seven. How about we start here? How about we start with these three bowls? And then, of course, you know, I mean, for me, bowls are like potato chips. You can't <laughs> eat just one. Like crystals. So it, you know, yeah. and look at my room. I have a hundred. I'm sitting in a room with a hundred. So you start with a small thing and mm -hmm. then you start adding. And as you add, you, you add both musically you're adding, you add um, intentionally, you add intuitively, you add for harmonics in the sound, you add for deeper beauty, you add for more expression, you know, you, you look and slowly add one at, one at a time. Now, I'm not saying don't have a set of seven bowls. I'm saying you don't have to have a set of bowls. That's very different than you need mm. a chakra set. It's like, I think you need a harmonically balanced set of bowls and three is a really good number yeah. to start with. Yeah, I agree. I'm like a gypsy, Ashana. I take my bowls with me to my yoga classes, my restorative classes, and I, I don't carry all seven, obviously. So I have done that. I've chosen two that I bring, the heart and the pineal gland, which my two bowls that I have for these, they just sound beautiful together. And then I actually add in a couple of smaller of the Tibetan bowls and the resonance that they create are just mm -hmm. beautiful oh, yeah. and they're easier to travel with. In fact, my very first bowl was this huge Tibetan bowl and I got it. I got it at one yeah. of the uh, shows. I was in jewelry in New York City. And so they were given, they were selling them before they closed the show. And so they wanted to give away this big one. So here I am on the Long Island Railroad with my bowl going home. Like, look at what I got. I had no idea. But that's where I started. Right. And that's where <laughs> I started to learn about them. And then once I heard the crystal balls, I was really hooked on there. But I do have a couple of different combinations. Like I have three of the sharps that work really well together. And then I have the other bowls of the more of the seven that you're talking about. So I do have a different collection of ones that I like to play depending on where we are. And I think that's what you're saying. Find the ones that really resonate and find the ones that can sound good in the combination they are and not necessarily have to go through the chakras. I work with the alchemy bowls from Crystal Tones. So I actually do not work with the classic frosted bowls, the big white bowls. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on a level that's more than just a note. So the alchemy bowls from Crystal Tones are infused and overlaid with precious gemstones, minerals, and metals. You can see some of these behind me and to the side of me. These are bowls that are, that have, are made like diamond, ruby, platinum, gold, mm -hmm. silver, uh, charcoal, topaz, tiger's eye, uh, celestite, kyanite. And, and each of those alchemies, when applied to a bowl, 
creating a sound, creating a note, creates an absolutely, utterly angelic frequency of sound, where in all of the years that I've been playing bowls, I have not, to this day, found anything comparable in sound or in beauty. And when you are coming into the world of crystal singing bowls and you find a bowl where you resonate with the color, you resonate with the shimmer of the sound, you start there and you build your set accordingly. So there are many factors that go into putting a set of bowls together. Simply finding a bowl and being in resonance in is but one. But for me, it is the most important one as your guiding, as your pole star, as your true north. And then you begin to put the set together and you, you tune your bowls together. Because it's hard when people put bowls together and, and the set is not harmonically balanced. We don't put it together based on notes. We put it together based on it being harmonically balanced, the notes themselves being harmonically balanced. When you don't do that, and there's nothing wrong with not doing it, okay? I want to be really clear about this. But when you don't do that, you have a set oftentimes that is not harmonically balanced where the bowls are not in tune with each other. And then in that case, you are limited to just playing ambient sound, you know, dong, gong, gong, dong, gong. And you can create wash, beautiful, lovely washes of sound. But when you want to step into music, they have to be harmonically balanced. There's no way around it. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to be hearing notes that are not in tune. So, for example, if I play these two bowls together here, they are pristinely in tune. And there's a body inside that tuning. There is a full relaxation of the body. The interval is immaculate. Now, you, you can also have that experience where you put a set of balls together and they are not in tune and that's fine. And you can get deep relaxation in that wash of sound. But I'll say again, when you want to step into music, you must have that. You can't do it any other way. And part of the part of what's happened in in the crystal singing bowl world and in the sound and vibrational healing world is that it evolved not from musicians. It evolved from people that were interested in energy healing and vibrational healing, and they were attracted to these sounds, or they were spiritual practitioners, and they were playing one bowl, whether it was Tibetan bowl or this, and they would go around or they would gong the side of the bowl and have an experience. In my book, I talked about sound and vibrational healing, and I explained to people that in ancient Greece, the musicians were physicians. And what's happened here in, in our time is that 
it's kind of flipped. So we have the energy healers that are coming in because our music now has become so distorted in, in our time-space reality in this era. Our music now has been very, very distorted from and split off and separated from healing. And it's become commercial entertainment. Um, this is just my opinion, okay? And But the, the true sound healers in most cultures, you know, previous to ours, um, they were musicians. They were musicians. And so what we have now in the sound healing community are yoga practitioners, energy healers, meditation teachers. Believe me, I talk to them every week. I probably talk to 10 or 15 people exactly like that who will call me up and say, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a meditation teacher. I'm a psychologist. I'm a psychiatrist. I'm a, I'm a holistic healing practitioner. I'm a this, that, and I want, I, I hear this sound and I want to bring this in because I know it's so powerful and so healing. And they lack musicianship skills, but they are passionate about healing. And then I have the handfuls and more and more of musicians coming to me now saying, oh my God, I hear these. I've been doing my music for years and years and years, but now I, I hear this and it's, and it's a calling for me. I want to, I want to put these into my music. And that's exactly where I started because I came as the musician to the crystal bowls. And when I heard my first crystal singing bowl, I went, oh my God, I have to put this into music. Mm. And it took me five, six years before that actually happened. So now we have this mm. interesting dichotomy, really, in sound healing, where the sound, the, the vibrational healers, the yoga teachers, they actually need musical skills. And the musicians need the vibrational healing and the energy skills. And we're coming, we're, you know, so what, I, so what I wanted to do with this yummy book was, um, in no small part, was to help introduce these two sides to each other. <laughs> and I agree. I, I'm, I'm of the healer. I work in vibration, color, sound, crystal, Reiki, all of that. I work there. Yeah. And I don't. I will tell people I don't really have. I don't even really know the notes except if I put them down. So I am kind of listening. I do have rhythm. I do have rhythm. So rhythm and how to play and, and how to create the pattern and what does the brain do? Like, how do we get people out of the brain and changing the brain pattern? So that is that, that is the person I am. So yeah, I can Absolutely. definitely use some of those more musical skills for sure. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, I do. But see, yeah. the skill set on this side would help you so much on this side. It would. And the skill and the skill set on this side helps you so much on this side. So yeah. there are two different um, portals into sound healing. But what I was trying to say, maybe I clumsily, was you you know, centuries ago, they weren't apart. They were, you know, when you were a 
when you were a physician, you were also a musician on some level. Mm. When you were considered a musician, you were considered a physician. So when one of the things that they did knowingly and consciously in ancient Greece were to send people to music therapy specifically in order to heal. You know, Hildegard von Bingen, who was a brilliant herbalist, and um, uh, she was, she was the, the head abbess at a monastery in Germany in the 11th century in Germany. And she was a phenomenal composer of music. Her chants are extraordinary. Um, very, very different from from the Gregorian plain song of the church that was being that was being uh, sung and composed during that period of time. But when you look at some of Hildegard von Bingen's music, because she was a mystic, she was an artist, you know, a, a beautiful uh, a painter and artist. She was a musician, and she was a considered a doctor, a, an, an herbalist. And so when you would look at her music, it had ecstatic movement in it. And she was also aware of using music to bring people back into balance with themselves and to bring spirit, body, and mind and emotions back into alignment. And so music, um, music was part of this integrated whole. And this is this is like a, a whole other soapbox that I have about you know sound healing is is because you know when people are passionate and they first begin to come into sound healing they go oh my god we can do so much with this and I want to just say okay let's take a breath here because it gets integrated sound healing integrates beautifully as part of a whole. So it should never, was never meant to be isolated and pulled out saying, yes, you can heal all illnesses and all diseases by, you know, just by using this frequency or by using this sound that, you know, our, our human organisms are far too complex for something like that. You know, we, we address things holistically and sound and vibration becomes part of this beautiful holistic package that is unique to each individual. So, you know, we need diet, we need exercise, we need introspection, we need, you know, clearing the emotional body, sometimes clearing ancestral trauma. We work on that level. We need prayer, meditation, we need medication sometimes. We may need surgery sometimes. You know, we have all of those pieces. And, and sound is a vital part of it. But it's not the only thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's part of it. And I use it as part of my therapy. It's not the only part, right? And and every person is different that I work with. And that's something I've noticed that like, okay, is this the person I'm going to use it with or not? And so I really appreciate that. And I will say thank you for that clarification that I definitely have some more learning and studying to do. And your book is the perfect place to start. And I guess, yeah, I, I probably do need some more musical skills than what I have. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm always want to go deeper. So yeah, I will. Now, one other thing before we wrap up here, you do talk about using bowls to help set intentions. Mm-hmm. How does that come into play? Well, because the crystal singing bowls, because by their nature, they're quartz crystal based. And the nature of quartz crystal is to amplify energy and to transmit energy. 
So they, we also have they store, contain, absorb, and transduce or transform energy as well as part of their properties, the properties of quartz crystal. But so just imagine, so you get clear on an intention. And I'm not talking about the woolly uh, intention where we just say, oh, I want peace or I want happiness or I want health. We get very, very clear on what that intention might be. And so my intention might be, you know, um, I, I want to find a partner who is loving, kind, and we have a relationship of mutual respect and support. And we come together in pleasure, in fun, and for a long-term committed relationship. Okay? Now, that's much more clear than being, than saying, I want a relationship. Right? So we take right. that. How did you know? Right? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I asked the team which example to use. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on another show, I will, I promise if you want to do a ever do a show on relationships, I'll bring my husband with me and we'll tell the story of how we created that. And I will tell you, yes. I was that specific. I was beyond that specific when I called him in. I had clarity like you wouldn't believe. And he showed up and, and. And, and it turns out he was like a fantastic cook. And I was like going, oh, my God, that was the bonus. I never asked for that. But anyway, so we so we take the clarity of our intention and then we support that intention, you know, with the playing of the bowls. Right. So here we have this this beautiful sound. And when we step into our intention and we feel it we embody that feeling we allow ourselves to vision that to with all our senses we breathe it we see it we feel it we smell it we taste it we can through our imagination we can we can see ourselves experiencing that and we hold the joy of that, the knowingness of that, the pleasure of that, the celebration of that inside of our heart. And we play. We play inside that feeling. And then we entrain ourselves with that, using that practice, even once a day. So once a day, once a day, once a day, once a day. It's a beautiful thing. I love that. Yeah, you talk about, was it in your book or just a post I saw about how you found your home? No, it's in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah. yeah. Very specific yeah. intentions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely I have two things I'm manifesting. One, the relationship, and two is a new home, for sure. <laughs> yeah. We did both of those. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am just so grateful because I, I feel like it has given me a whole new inspiration of me just again going back to playing for me again yes I'll, yes I'll continue with my clients but me playing for me again and I really love it and I mentioned too about wanting to use my voice more wanting to use my voice as I play and that also your book also inspired me for that too yeah and your voice inspires me all the time for sure yeah thank 
you. Yeah. So thank you for that. I love it. So yes, your book is just amazing. And where would you like me to send people to find it? Um, go to amazon.com. Okay. Amazon. And okay. you can you can order the print version there. Um, you can order the Kindle version there. We will be posting the, uh, in about three months, we will be posting the full PDF version on my website, which is soundofashana.com, along with the with the printed version. But the Kindle version, uh, we put it up there because we needed to put it up there. And I, I am suggesting to people that if you're expecting like all of your special Kindle functionality, because the book is so graphic heavy, we had to we had to use a version that was not graphic, that was not graphic um, friendly. Mm, So, uh, you know, so we're just recommending people that for now to just buy the print version because it's so beautiful and you'll want it. You'll just want it. It's just, you know, you turn these pages and you can, you can, you know, have it sitting in front of you while you're playing your bowls and and, and use it as a resource. It's meant to be a resource. Yeah. It definitely is a resource. And yeah, after seeing yours, it's like for sure. And I know a couple of people like, go get the Kindle, go get the Kindle today when y'all were first coming out. And they're like, no, I want the want the hardback. <laughs> so I understand yeah. why for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now also too, let me ask you, because you have all those bowls there and you, I can refer people to you and then you will work with them to choose the bowl to start with. Is that how you work with your shop? Well, with our, with the, Chris, the, the Sound of Ashana online store, we have, what I've done is I, I do pre-curated sets of bowls and I have obviously singles there. And so what I've done is I've put together sets of bowls that are what I consider like sonically stupendous and energetically stupendous and, and really, you know, we, they're flying off the shelves right now because they're so beautiful. And so I'm, I'm about to go and restock again. Um, and then people come to me and says they may want to start with one bowl. They may want to start with three or four. They may want sets of seven or 10. And I help them put their set together. So you have the option of just finding something in the store, or you also have the option of working with me directly to do something that's custom just for you. So. Yeah. So I guess if there's somebody like me that already has sets, how would then I, how would you recommend then like, coming in and getting another bowl. I do not have any of these beautiful alchemy bowls. I don't. And I love crystals. So yeah. <laughs> do I just start over or what would I do? Well, what, what you would do is you would set up a, a free consultation with me and we would have a conversation for about, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And I take a, and I get an idea of what you, what you already have and where you want to go. And we talk about what the options and the possibilities are for you. And based on that, I'll advise you on which direction are available to you at this moment. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Having that support and just really helping to really, really just kind of evolve out of what you want to do and those intentions going forward. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Well, so much great information. And I love hearing your expertise and having this book. I think it's so needed in the world at large. So as we go to close, I like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel working with the sound healing, working with these beautiful bowls can help to empower the spirit right now? When you play or you experience the sound, whether you're listening 
to someone else play or you're playing for yourself. That sound can take you to places inside of yourself that are quiet and expansive. and free and I think we all need that when we can go to that place and we can step outside the worries and the stress the anxiety the constant busyness and doingness of the mind and we allow that shimmering crystalline sound to surround us and fill us. We see from an entirely new perspective. We step out and we literally can see ourselves the way our angels see us. See ourselves the way our angels see us. Step out, yeah. Create that peace. So needed. Yeah. Create that peace. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm just sitting here. I'm mesmerized by even just your voice and just all that you have to offer. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. To your spirit. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Yes. And as Ashana says in her book, imagine picking up a shimmering bowl of light infused with precious gemstones, minerals, and metals. You gently draw the mallet around the rim and your body is filled with an exquisite vibration of crystalline sound. Every cell in your body begins to sing. Your mind becomes quiet and still. Your heart begins to open. You remember who you truly are. If you play the bowls, want to play the bowls, or just curious about sound and healing, be sure to get Ashana's book and definitely download her music. So, so healing. We are in a time of transition. Finding ways to help your spirit along this human path is vital. Join me in my next master class. And if you're ready for some guidance on how to create a healing practice for you, schedule a complimentary call with me. Links are in the show notes. Thank you again to Ashana for joining us today and thank you for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Ready to step up your Reiki practice? Join me in my next Reiki 2 certification on March 18th and 19th, in person or online. We begin with the fire ceremony and Kankaya offering as we set intentions for this amazing path of Reiki. The class continues on March 19th with the initiation through the attunements. You will learn how to use Reiki in your everyday life with symbols, power, energy psychology, crystal, and long-distance healing techniques. To register, click on the link in the show notes.